Greetings, adventures, and welcome to GNGG Cast. Welcome, everyone, to Good Night and Good Game, your geek news roundup for the week that was. I'm your host, James, and with me this week is our producer, Tony. Hey. And our co-host, Hector. Hello. And our main and only topic this week is all things E3. What's E3? It's a, it's a, it's a trade show. Oh, sweet. It's a thing. Yeah, it's Electronic the Electronic o- Entertainment Expo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Goes on once a year. Yes. Once a year. Lots of games shown. I hope that you saw some of it. I, I saw a little, yeah. <laughs> and before we start, don't forget that you can head over to goodnight.gg, where as a patron of our show, you can suggest topics for us to talk about. Our patron-exclusive episode about the Final Fantasy VII remake is currently available to listen to there, and we are taking suggestions. If you have something you want us to talk about, come over and be a patron of our show, and we'll talk about whatever it is you want us to talk about. Now, with all the introductions out of the way, let's get to E3. E3. All right. Now, we obviously can't cover everything shown at E3 this year, mm-hmm. but we're going to try and get into the highlights. That being said, I do want to point out, uh, because some people on the internet have been saying this was a lackluster E3, um, this is just personal opinion here, but I feel like we were kind of lucky to get one at all. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this last year has been hard on everyone, and expecting every company to have everything you want to see might be a little unreasonable. So maybe maybe just be happy that we got to see some cool games. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, the things that most people are complaining about, even if they aren't the actual words coming out of their mouths, are that they miss E3, which just make, should make us happier that we got one. Look, the best parts of E3 are like... Some amazing developer with stage fright, like going out with his mm-hmm. cute little plush toy, trying to talk about his game and just being nervous and embarrassed as hell. Mm-hmm. Like that's a great part of E3. Miyamoto-san walking mm-hmm. down the Ubisoft sta- the Ubisoft stage with like a Mega Man blaster, mm-hmm. talking about like raving rag- rabbits plus Mario. That's E3. Right. We missed all of that this year because everything was stage shows. We didn't get to see any devs embarrass themselves mm. or, you know, any of the heads of, like, Sony and Microsoft. I mean, I would argue that Todd Howard's just showing up in general. Well, Todd Howard in general <laughs> is always an embarrassment, but that's a whole different story. As a person, he's yeah. an embarrassment. Todd Howard embarrasses me as a human. Um, but, yeah, I feel like everything that we missed about E3, and I know people are complaining about games that they wanted more next-gen stuff, but we'll mm. get into that. Uh, everything that I missed about E3 makes me like E3 more, not... It doesn't make me want to shit on this E3 because yeah. we did the best we could, I feel like. And, and you, you, we were very lucky that because we've all been kind of potting together throughout the course of quarantine, we did get lucky mm-hmm. and set aside some time to just watch E3 together on a couch with yeah. mimosas and pizzas and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it sucks that E3 isn't the giant spectacle that it, that it was normally, mm-hmm. but at least we got one. And I think there's a lot of really positive things to talk about. Yeah, but I can't wait till next year and I get to see those Just Dance dancers back on stage. Yeah. All right. So we're going to kick things off, and I hate to say it, but what might have been the highlight of E3. You mean the very which first is, part? Which, which, which is before E3 actually happened, Jeff Keighley hosted something called the Summer Games Fest. Mm-hmm. And he got to make announcement in his own thing. Now, of course, Jeff Keighley does the... Um, the game game awards the game awards right? so and, he, and his channel summer games fest does like small snippets almost like a nintendo direct throughout the year mostly focused on indie stuff yeah and so we kind of kicked things off and there were some pretty cool things like um gearbox showed a trailer for tiny tina's wonderlands mm-hmm. not uh weirdly not a branded borderlands at all Yeah, not branded borderlands it is a game specifically about tiny tina based off of one of the borderlands two dlcs mm-hmm. Um, and it's just Tiny Tina 
as a DM doing Dungeons and Dragons. And I feel right. Like and the whole just... storyline of that, from what I understand, is her working through some her own personal issues by right. using D&D, essentially. Yes, she's basically grieving, and that's what the whole like episode comes down to. And it's really well done. If you played Borderlands 2 but didn't play Tiny Tina's like epic quest, like go do that. But also, this game... I mean, I'm kind of in. I, we didn't see any gameplay. Like, that was the biggest of problem of it. And we'll get to that in just mm. a little bit. So we'll come back to this in a minute. Um, they showed off the game called Metal Slug Tactics, which I watched the trailer for this. As somebody who grew up playing the Metal Slug games, I went, mm. why had nobody ever thought to make a tactics game out of this franchise? Yeah. Like, it's so fitting. The art style is so iconic. Uh, we were watching a trailer for it just before the show, just kind of refresh ourselves on some things E3. Mm-hmm. And they have these like anime cutscenes between like the tactics stuff. And I'm like, honestly, the tactics art is so much cuter and more enjoyable than the anime cutscenes to this because yeah. Metal Slug really is those those pixel animated characters mm-hmm. and putting them in a tactics environment. I'm like, yeah, consider me sold. I'll, I'll buy that day one. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, let's see. Oh, there's a lot of crazy stuff that did happen during the uh, summer game fest. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Kojima came on yeah, and Kojima said, on. and said absolutely nothing basically. Yeah. He talked about nine 11 for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. That yeah. was, that was weird. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I'm also working on a new game. I can't tell you anything about it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's great. And he's like, oh yeah, one more thing. Uh, we're doing something called death stranding the director's cut. And right. I think everybody just collectively went, what? Huh? Like, Director's cut of what? You 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 own the company that made the game, right? You're you, the director of that you, game. You're the yeah. director, and you you cut the game. Yeah. So and then the but in the trailer was just like, all right, here's Death Stranding, but it's Metal Gear now. Yeah, and it's just you know Death Stranding, but also Norman Reedus is indoors, and yeah. he tried and failed to hide in a cardboard box. I think director's cut is part of the title of the experience it's it not necessarily totally the it's his director's cut of the game mm-hmm. it's saying that there's going to be a director being yeah. cut I'm and, guessing. and you could do literally <laughs> anything with that game like the fact that sam porter bridges um just helps people by delivering their packages you can make an entire game out of like one delivery if you wanted to mm-hmm. and it would all make sense uh, there's some of the other like really fun stuff they showed during this. Uh, Salt and Sacrifice was an, uh, another game. Yeah, by the co- people who did Salt and Sanctuary, which was awesome. It was yep. two day, two D um, co op, very much Souls like. Yep. Um, the whole atmosphere, the whole feel of the game is very Souls, and they're making a sequel, which is great because the first one was awesome. This was a great year for crossovers. One of the crossovers that happened this year was uh, they're about to release Rocket League and Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, how did that not happen sooner? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, if anything was ever going to be a Fast and Furious game, it's probably Rocket League, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they also showed off um, another crossover, which is Smite. Of all games, Smite is getting Stranger Things DLC. Yeah. That was weird. That was a, that was a new one for me. They got levels. They got characters. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can be Eleven, or you can be the fucking Gorgon thingy. Yeah, the Demogorgon. Demogorgon. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it, was, it absolutely looked crazy. Really odd. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think Doug? that Stranger Things should be integrated into something. that just, You have to make sense for the property. Yeah. Which is, I don't see that. Making sense, I don't know. Apparently, Smite. But, I think Smite right. did a Ninja Turtles one recently as well. So they're uh, they're branching okay. out. They're yeah. they're definitely branching out. And it's worked for games like Fortnite. So for these live services games, you know, the, it does make sense to do kind of cross promotion in that space. Fortnite True. has shown us that. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a lot of Left 4 Dead style games that that uh, were announced this year. Um, the one that was announced specifically during this show was the. Uh, Ant, it, Ant Crucius. That was a weird retro future one. Yeah, it's a okay. retro future one called the Ant Crucius. It's yeah. uh, you know these like 
kind of slimy prey style alien mobs. Um, you 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 get like card power ups. You use like change your configuration while you're yeah. playing it. Mm-hmm. It's really fascinating. I want to see more of it to try and decide whether or not I want to play it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see here. I mean, there was there was stuff uh, about Fall Guys. They another cross promotion. They were getting yeah. the the. Uh, Neo or not Neo? Oh no, uh, yeah, um, uh, near. Near. Yeah, they're getting yeah, near Auto- promotion. Yeah, yeah. Near Automata is getting a a skin in Fall Guys, and I've never seen a less appropriate cross promotion that was also awesome. Right. Uh, they showed off a little bit of Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, which is their battle royale title. Mm-hmm. Um, that's weird. Yeah, by. I can't remember the name of the studio that's doing it. No, but but I remember liking the name of the studio. Like, oh, this is a studio I know, and now I'm just drawing a blank. Yeah, I mean, uh, Vampire the Masquerade is a battle royale. It's already hard to sell me on a battle royale. And mm-hmm. I get you like put one of my favorite things in front of a thing that I don't like. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I've got to see more about this yeah. before I can make me... Battle Royale is such a loose genre right now anyway. It could be a lot of things. And uh, they showed off a little bit more of Evil Dead. The game looks fun. Sure. It's, yeah, it could be it could be a blast. But the big thing that came out during this particular section was uh, the Elden Ring trailer and release date. What? How did Jeff Keighley... <laughs> Jeff Keighley get... <laughs> the master. Get... The fucking trailer for Elden Ring. And the rest of E3 didn't. And, and the rest of E3 did <laughs> Nothing else in E3. Not yeah. even the Bandai Namco not show. Even Bandai Namco. Got the trailer for fucking E3, for Elden Ring. And it was it had a date. It's right around the corner. We know that it's open world Dark Souls at this mm-hmm. point. There's horses that double jump that George R. R. Martin wrote like five lines of text really for it, really, mm-hmm. but his name's in it. Um it looks like it, it builds on every single Souls game that we've played before. It, yep. it takes hints from Bloodborne. It takes uh, bits from Sekiro. It takes all of that and mashes it up and says, open world, summon your friends, have a good time. It'll be a little less difficult than a normal Souls game. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also recruit enemies right. and like have and them, make them fight with you. Make them fight with you. You can level them up and do shit with them. Yeah. Like, there's... I got to the end of all the information about Elden Ring and most of it wasn't in the trailer. It was the interviews that happened afterwards. And I went, wow, this game's only been a couple of years in development. Cause it seems like it should be like four plus years. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much in there. Unless game. they've been working on it quietly in the background. We don't know. It could be, I feel like because it reuses, um, not assets, but the engine from Sekiro, at least as far as I can tell, those games look really similar. Hopefully they were able to piece it together without, you know, like reinventing a lot of the wheels. Mm. Um, they're really good at cranking out Souls games so far. So, I mean, and they're always complete and excellent and with like a, maybe a few launch bugs, but not much. Um, yeah, I mean, Jeff Keighley like put on the most amazing show and mm. he like dropped the best trailer right at the end. He tried to reform E3 from the mm. inside years ago and they kicked him the fuck out. Mm. So now he made his own with Blackjack and Hookers and here mm. we are, here he is uh, like scooping literally everyone. Yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. Uh, there was a couple other uh, various shows that happened after that. None of them were really good, like the Coke Prime Time. There's a new brand, publishing brand that they created called Prime Matter. Um, a lot of the games they showed, they were okay, like King's Bounty 2. There was, mm. there was, there were some things, but none of them was a, a huge hit. I guess their biggest thing was like Payday 3. You know, yeah. we're, that's a thing we're doing. And they were even like, that's a game that's coming out in 2023. So oh, good, yeah, good. I don't think that. anyone's been playing Payday for a while. I could be wrong. It could have like hundreds of thousands it, it of may have, it, users, it, but it, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, IGN Expo did a thing. There wasn't really a whole lot that IGN Expo did in theirs. Yeah. They mostly kind of showed things that were kind of 
previously shown. Um, so that kind of takes us over to Saturday, which is like the Ubisoft, right? Right. The Ubisoft show. We have to talk mm-hmm. about that. The one that the the oh, the specific one that I did not watch. Um, not not so, for any reason. I just missed it. Uh, I hate to be this guy because I know that we're trying to stay positive about E3, mm-hmm. but you can copy paste an E3 show from Ubisoft from one year and like bring it over to the next. Oh, one. very true, very true. That's why I was I was just talking about the Just Dance dancers. Like yeah. they're there every year. Uh, yeah, we got Just Dance, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction. This was the one that I was confused about. Oh, because, okay. Yeah. So uh, this is another Left for Dead game, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was confused because when I think Rainbow Six, I think Tom Clancy, I think spy and espionage and those things that my dad likes. And oh, then I, no, it's not that anymore. Yeah. It's 12 year olds teabagging each other with giant inflatable heads. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I watched the trailer for this and I was like, why is there, why, why is Rainbow Six fighting zombies? Right. Like why zombies in the first place? Like, mm-hmm. could we like, like some bots, some people? They're like some they're like weird alien zombies or something, mm-hmm. but I was just like, nothing about this screams Rainbow Six, yeah, and so like, now I'm very confused. You it, stopped it, playing them a long time ago, so you didn't I see did. the transfer It over. used to be a very different mode. They, they, This used to be a mode inside Rainbow Six Siege that was like seasonal. Mm-hmm. You could do it every once in a while instead of just shooting your friends through walls. Um, you instead like hunt zombies together, and it was a nice little... Change of pace, making it its own game makes sense if it was popular, but yeah, but I mean, Call, really Call of Duty, Call of Duty Zombies was popular enough to get its own thing. Mm-hmm. That I, that and I was just to throw in, you had yeah. to beat the the game to unlock that mode. Yeah. I didn't even Originally. let anybody know when it first came out. That was my favorite thing when we were like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, and then we played it and we we're like, "Holy shit, this is the greatest <laughs> fucking thing in the world!" Right, and then eventually they it did get its own mode, but at the same time, does Call of Duty? need a zombie mode or need a futuristic warfare mode whenever it was based on world war ii we have plenty of human history of people killing each other to go through Mm. instead of making up more future weapons yeah uh they showed off some of far cry 6 which looks great yeah far Far cry like i i didn't play much of four i didn't play much of five i really really liked three i hope this is more like three yeah, I've heard like I've heard I've heard it. great things about Five. I just mm-hmm. I Far Cry is one of those games that I really enjoy picking up and I enjoy playing. And then mm-hmm. I get about ten hours into it, and then done. I'm done. Yeah. And then, but the thing is, the beauty of Far Cry is that they tend to have really great expansions. Yeah, so like in Far Cry Three, you had Blood Dragon, Blood Dragon. which was oh, yeah. amazing. And then what they showed in the trailer for Far Cry Six was okay. So here's Far Cry Six. Here's these expansions that are coming out where all of the villains of the past are on the same island together. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that I want to play. Can yeah. I just buy that thing? Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the, the actual thing that I want because that fucking that's awesome. fucking awesome. Yeah. And like, and they're basically all in hell together and each part of their island is customized for the Far Cry game that they were in. And like, Dude. yeah, I was like, this looks like fun. I don't know if I want to play the other one. Like it's cynical and lazy because they're just remixing their old games. But at the same time, I want to play that real bad. Yeah. Like, like I super want to play that. And uh, if you buy the season pass in the Ultimate Edition, they're going to be putting out uh, uh, Blood Dragon with that. Oh, yeah. Um, presumably because it was announced uh, via Netflix uh, prior to E3 that there is going to be a Blood Dragon animated series coming to Netflix. Okay. 
Sweet. Do I'm I mean, excited about that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, animated series based on video games have been good to Netflix so yeah. far. Um, I hope this doesn't change that. I don't have Netflix in here because they did a show prior to E3, but uh, they did announce that we're getting another season of Castlevania and that it's basically Symphony of the Night. Yeah, super into that. They're Not like, yeah. video game they're like, related, we're, but we're, awesome. like We're fast-forwarding 300 years, multiple Belmonts later, and it's Rondo of Blood, Symphony of the Night. Yep, super in. Because you got to put Alucard in there. You have and that's, to. And that's what it is. He's the best character. <laughs> He really is the best character. Uh, other things shown at Ubisoft, uh, Mario plus Rabbids. Yep. They got more of that. So if you were excited about that. The weird one was the one at the end. Uh, I don't think anybody saw it coming that Ubisoft was going to make an Avatar game. And I don't mean the yeah. last fucking airbender. No, no, no. I Avatar, mean, James Cameron's Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was weird. Yeah. I, I, and I, I've said this to the, the two of these guys before. I don't know who is asking for this. And I don't I, know who is either. I am a fan of the movie Avatar. I like that movie. I have watched it several times. Yeah. And it's long as shit. And I've watched it several times because I like it. I like the idea. I like the way it's presented. I think it was a well-made movie. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just fun to put something on for three hours and like zone out. Um, but I was I don't want an Avatar game. Like yeah. what for? What, what am I going it's... to be doing to get the property in everybody's minds again because you're about to have three more movies at least that is true. coming yeah. out and Disney's the one backing them now so mm-hmm. they're the ones getting out there and be like no you're going to start making the games and shit that we want you to make yeah, yeah. that's true I mean, yeah, that's a very good point Tom. I would even even though they don't have a great history I would have rather Disney gone with a different studio if they had anything to say about it uh, but I don't know yeah. we'll see I, it's very Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, I guess it's it does in look now. a lot like Horizon. It really yeah. does. But let's talk about Devolver Digital. Dude. What a fantastic conference as always. They spent half an Monetization hour. Monetization as a service. Monetization <laughs> as a service. They spent their entire live stream ripping into the industry as uh, as usual. Talking about things like non-fuck-upable yeah, uh, it, it's a it's a non fuck withable tape. Yeah. It's an NFT. Yeah. And we can just get everyone these NFTs. They're really good for the environment, guys, because it's just a tape. You pull the tab off, and it's not fuck withable. But the best thing about Devolver Digital isn't just them ripping into the industry. It's also the games they have to show. Oh god, uh, great Shadow games. Warrior Three we've seen for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Got a final trailer with the release date. Said, all right, we've we've done it enough. Here's our Doom. Yeah. Here's our Doom clone. It looks amazing. Yeah. Here's our fun doom, which is like what Rage wanted to be. But Rage 2 was not great. Yeah. It was kind of bad. This looks like the good version of that, but with ninjas and hookers. Trek to Yomi. Yeah. A 2D black and white samurai, purely Kurosawa influenced Mm -hmm. game. Yeah. The whole game is played like in silhouette and Mm. you just get these... Like amazing moving 2D backgrounds and yeah, all the samurai combat looks insane. Ah, excited for that one. That game feels like a whole mood. I'm into it. Uh, Death's Door was one of the ones that I, I fell in love with. It's this kind of bastion style game where you play a penguin in the afterlife. Um, you're trying to figure out what's going. There's something wrong. Uh, there's something amiss in the afterlife, and you have mm-hmm. to go figure it out. And so while the 
the gameplay is kind of top down bastion style. All the cutscenes are done like super noir style. Yeah. It like the detective music plays in the background and this penguin walks into the office and he's just like, you have to like figure this thing out. And I just, the aesthetic of it, I was, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. It's way too hot for a penguin to be walking around. Absolutely. Uh. Absolutely was, um, wizard with a gun. Yeah, Wizard with a Gun looks great. It, yeah, straight up. Looks like the wizard from Final Fantasy IX just like fucked yeah. off and bought a gun and made his own game. Yeah. And I, yeah, super into it. It is a um, survival game. Yeah, it looks a lot like Don't Starve, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's Don't Starve meets Bastion. Mm-hmm. Because the way that you build the little areas, like look like the areas in Bastion, uh, you have a gun, obviously. You're a literal wizard with a gun. Mm-hmm. Um Everything about this screams a good time. This this is like yeah, it's definitely don't starve together was yeah. a huge influence because it's a multiplayer game where yep. you are wizards with guns going out and killing monsters and just and surviving taking over castles and shit and then going no I'm the wizard in here now yeah I, it's I had a little bit of fun with don't starve together mm-hmm. so now I get a wizard with a gun. It's gonna make me. It's gonna make it really easy to remember. It just, what the title it is just really made yeah. me want to watch the movie Wizards. Yeah. And if, and if you've never seen that movie, please watch it. You'll understand why we why we feel this way. Yep. Um, the last thing I, I do want to talk about for Devolver Digital is a game that I've been looking forward to a lot. Uh, it's now called Inscription. Mm. You can play the original version of this game on. Uh, uh, Itch.io. Oh, itch.io, yeah. It is, it is free to play the original version of this game. And it's a few hours long, right? Yeah, uh, 20 minutes. 20 minutes, right. Literally 20 Super minutes to play short. the original version of this game. Yeah. Um, the original name of the game, if you want to look it up, is called Sacrifices Must Be Made. Mm-hmm. It is a card game which you play against a entity in the afterlife. And as you're playing the game, it's, it's a very, very simple game. Uh, it's a card game. Every character uh, has a point value, and if you don't have the point value to play play a higher creature, sacrifices must be made. So mm-hmm. you sacrifice your lower lower level things to then empower the bigger things that you're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a very simple deck builder game, um, and the story behind it. There's a really great video that uh, Ragnar did online mm-hmm. where he talks about sacrifices must be made. Uh. Um, it is dark, like you at some point end up like cutting off your own fingers while oh. you're playing the game. Um, that's what happens as part of the process. Um, they finally, it got picked up and they said, why don't you, this is so dark. Why don't you make a full game out of this? (laughs) And he went, okay. And they're like, we're going to throw a budget at you. And he went, okay. And the art is still the same. Mm -hmm. Everything about the game is still the same. Yeah. The aesthetic was Um, beautiful. It's very like low dark tones and like browns and blacks, but like the art has enough detail in it to where it, it feels fuzzy, but it's not. I, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 a really great. Like, yeah, it's something that Ragnar says in his video about sacrifices must be made. That like you think you're playing a simple card game, and at some point you're like, oh, there's a whole meta level to this, and they're fucking with me, and mm-hmm. it's dark. Um, I cannot wait for Inscription. It is definitely one. I very rarely pre-release or pre-order games, uh, but this is an indie developer, and I trust him and I trust the public publisher being Devolver Digital mm-hmm. and everything about this game says please wishlist me that was a big thing this year wishlist games that you want because especially with indie games that pushes them higher up in the in the Steam store mm-hmm. um, so this is definitely one to go ahead and wishlist and I will probably pre-order it as well because I have been waiting I, I have not played the um, the original version of it because I want to save that experience for when I play through on, on the new version of it mm-hmm 
now that we got all the excitement out of the way, yeah, we so, do. So, so yeah, to, to wrap up Devolver, they did a great job mm. making us laugh at how our industry is now, but also showing us great games that we actually want to play for a good price without a bunch of monetization as a service. Yep. So big ups to Devolver. Love that studio. Please don't get publicly traded. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Yeah. Please don't. Uh, and that sadly brings us to the gearbox section of the oh show. Oh God! I'll let you say what you got to say, but I have a rant about this shit. I'm gonna let you go because honestly, gearbox didn't show anything. Yeah, the gearbox show was garbage, y'all. Okay, basically, we got to look at Randy Pitchford's stupid asshole face while he walked around the movie set for the Borderlands movie, bothering hardworking people, bothering Eli Roth, who just sat there looking super fucking bored for having to talk to him, hmm. bothering Kevin Hart, who's like. Please stay away from my trailer. Don't ever approach me again. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I, nobody wanted to see that. And it was like 20 minutes, man. It was just way too much. Of a 30-minute. Yeah, yeah, of a 30-minute presentation, just wandering around with Randy Pitchford talking to people about this movie that he somehow feels personally responsible for, even though he didn't even so much as pay for it. He just runs the company that is giving the license to mm -hmm. him. Talented director. Anyway, the actual game they showed, believe it or not, was fucking Godfall. And the way that they showed it was by saying, Hey, y'all, remember Godfall, that game no one liked on the PS5? Remember when we said this new awesome next-gen game needs the power of a PS5 to run? Well, that was a fucking lie because the announcement was Godfall's coming to PS4. Yeah, that was the Gearbox presentation. It was Randy Pitchford bothering people at work and then more of a game no one enjoyed. You know what the great thing about that was for the Gearbox employees? It was a day where Randy Pitchford wasn't bothering people at work. That's, That's very true. true. They did get to leave, like not have Randy Pitchford at work for a few days. So at least, like, like, good on them. Maybe, maybe they took vacation time or something. Congrats everyone else who works at Gearbox. Randy Pitchford <laughs> but, retired. All right, so here's the thing that confused me about the Gearbox showcase, because they just made this announcement earlier, uh, a day before, about this new Tiny Tina D&D game. Mm-hmm. We didn't see any of that. Right. Like, we got a trailer during Jeff Keighley's show, and it was like, oh, I would like to see that in action. And then we get all the way to the Gearbox showcase, and it's like, here's Randy Pitchford's stupid face. Who thought yep. this was a yeah. good idea? I don't know who. Oh, like, you no, know, I take that back. And, and There's only one person who thought that was a yeah, good idea. One person who thought that was who a do good idea. Who do you think that is? Uh, so, like. Mandy Mitchford. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about how we don't want to shit on E3. People didn't have a lot of time to put together showcases for us. And if it was just them being like, hey, we'd love to show you some more Tiny Tina, but it's not ready yet, COVID, I'd have been like, fine, I get it. And it said, like, here's some games we got in the works, but we can't show them to you. Sorry, COVID. Yeah. I'd have been like, fine, fine. I'd have been like, hey, there's a Borderlands movie. I'd been like, Cool, but who's making it? Eli Roth, yeah, fine, I'm in. But yeah, what they did was just a bad way to present yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, as much as I want to give the benefit of the doubt and a lot of positive intent to everyone who did E3, some of these showcases were really poorly thought out, and this one was almost the king. Yeah, but for every bad thing at E3, there is good. True. And we absolutely have to talk about the xbox bethesda showcase dude yeah the microsoft showcase was bomb so many games <laughs> i we, feel like all the games we talked up to about to this point doesn't equal to the number that they showed oh, that's like, true. holy fuck i was tired i mean we knew it was coming right we, yeah. we said yeah, in our yeah. predictions mm -hmm. this is the year they, they need to show us all their games they need to drop that dr drop their collective genitals on the table and be like yo this is what i got mm -hmm. and they did it they yeah. really did. 
And people still are upset at them because they didn't get to show off things that they know are coming out. Yeah. Like, for instance, mean, like it, Perfect it, Dark, we're like, you didn't show off Perfect Dark, and you're like, yeah. Oh, okay, we, sorry. We, we showed yeah, off sorry. five we other were, things. We were busy. We showed you that last year. It's, they're still working on it. Yeah. Like, there's nothing... I just hate when people get butt yeah. hurt because you're like, we showed you so much shit, but you're upset about the one yeah, yeah, thing. Th- th- there's no more of that game that is presentable <laughs> to show you. We've spent the last year since we showed it to you last time right. making sure people jump correctly. <laughs> like, like video games are hard, y'all. <laughs> right, Perfect they are. Needs to be As somebody who's currently learning how to make them, video games are hard. Yeah, super hard. <laughs> super hard. Okay, so let's get into Bethesda and Xbox. Mm-hmm. So uh, they showed off a trailer for Starfield. Right out of the gate. Starfield. Right Right. out of the gate. Yeah. Cinematic in-game, but cinematic. We didn't learn really anything about the game except that it's in space. But it was a great trailer, and that's all anyone wanted. They were like, Skyrim in space. The new engine. It basically showed off that this is what our new engine looks like. This is what our new engine looks like. fucking God. It's about fucking time. I am still incredibly skeptical that that is a new engine. Um, I feel like... If the, if Bethesda made a new engine, we would be they'd be screaming about it from the rooftops right. and showing it off. I feel like based on what we saw, that this is a very much you know uh, a fresh coat of paint on yeah. their engine. I am not saying that as a fact. We will find out when we see the game actually moving with frames. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, they did say it's going to be Xbox and PC PC exclusive. Mm-hmm. That definitely rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Oh yeah, I'm I'm super into that. That's their exclusive. Yeah. They bought it. It's also, I, also I hate to, to say sure this, but as somebody that. who owns Fallout 4 on PS4, have you ever played a Bethesda game on a PlayStation? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it about, is, it's it is, a lot like playing a Bethesda game literally anywhere else. That's true. Those games are fucking broke as shit. They're broke in the like vernacular way, not even just in the video game way. Like they're broke with a capital B and some stank on the end. Like in Fallout 76, I've ranted. They are hanging before. out. The, they're hanging out on the corner with a little sign. Yeah, just broke. Need need money for engine. Yes. Uh, so I really hope Starfield is their turnaround. I've yeah. hated on that studio for far too long. Um, yeah, I hope it's good. Yep. But yeah, yeah, those games are broken. Uh, they showed off a trailer for a game called Contraband. We learned absolutely nothing about it. It was a pretty trailer. Fine. Yeah, pretty trailer. Um, that's great. Uh, Psychonauts 2. That was a big one, Tony. Psychonauts 2. We got to see some Psychonauts 2. It's coming you out two days before my birthday. Yeah, we got to see it moving. We got to see the characters yeah. talking and acting and like Plot doing cool and psychic shit. stuff. It was great. And I, mm, I cannot wait. They, they got to, They showed a bunch of cool surreal shit where like the level turns around you while you move. And I'm just like, yep. That trailer almost yep. inspired me to play Psychonauts 1. Oh, that's a good chance. One of the things I really like about the Psychonauts <laughs> Difficulty trailer. curves like running face first into a brick wall, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, um... The beard, the, the 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 hair on the bearded guy. Yeah, he had red curly beard. Mm-hmm. And in the original game, when people had hair, it was definitely this is a drawn on oh, yes. flat. It was a very much something someone attached to their face model that did not move. Yeah, yeah and it was this has more life, but still keeping that art style. Yeah, yeah, and they, I they, love they kept that the art style. style. Mm-hmm. And it's Psychonauts. It it made me just so happy getting to know that like I have a release date. And yeah. I get to pre-install that shit like at the beginning soon. of August. And, and it's, it's this year. Yeah. It's right around the corner. Um, we saw a little bit for Back for Blood. That is the team that made Left for Dead. Mm-hmm. Right? But the, the bigger announcement here was not that Back for Blood is coming out, which we were all already excited for. It's that Back for Blood is going to be day one Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of the games that they showed. And there were yeah. a few that I was like, psychos. day one, day one, day yeah. one, yes, for PC. Uh, I think they said something like it was something like 30 games shown and 27 were Xbox, Xbox Game, yeah, Game Pass, Pass day, day one. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 
Which is if awesome. I if I Do didn't more of that. if I already didn't have it, sign me the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Right? Xbox Game Pass is still the best deal in gaming on the internet, just for Absolutely. anyone who's asking. Now, the one that got me excited, and I will say, Elden Ring was a big deal. Yeah, there was one. This particular game probably meant more to me. They showed another trailer for the game Twelve Minutes. Yeah, which um, if you haven't been following it, is a game about a time loop. Mm-hmm. Obviously, happens in twelve minutes about a person who loses his wife in 12 minutes and has to figure out how to fix it. Um, very great, talented cast. Daisy Ridley's a part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. James McAvoy's a part of it. Mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe's a part of it. Um, but we finally, we've been watching this trailer for about a year and a half now and yeah. saying, like, please, when can we have it? And they finally gave us the release date of August. Yeah, and like, damn. Oh. damn. And also, day one. Day one X, Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Day one Game Pass. Shit, yeah. That's... Super into 12 minutes. Honestly, at the end of this, at the end of Microsoft's thing, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it, is holy shit, August has a lot of games coming out. It does, absolutely. A lot of games in August. August. Yeah, totally worth your time. And Mm -hmm. by the way, get a Game Pass. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Get get an Xbox Game Pass. For real. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, you know, I'm just... I've got a bunch on this list. Yeah, I don't know if you got some more. To briefly mention, uh, Sea of Thieves is getting a Pirates of the Caribbean crossover. Yeah, Specifically a redesign of Johnny Johnny Depp's character. Mm. To make him not be Johnny Depp. Done by a different voice. The Mm. face is different. Mm. Meaning we're going to be... Disney is now going... This is actually the second time we've seen a iteration of Jack Sparrow that doesn't look and sound like Johnny Depp anymore. They want to turn it into a character they can use rather than an actor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's not... So he doesn't Robert Downey Jr. it, right? Because now what are we going to do with Iron Man? Yeah, this... They want to expand the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise out there, especially now that they have the Red movie that's going to be coming out. Mm -hmm. And... I'm just ridiculously excited about that. Yeah. And the other Pirates of the Caribbean movie that's uh, coming out as well, mm. they have to write the ship in a way to get yep. away from that uh, problematic actors. Yeah. Well, Hector, why don't we get Do into well, let's get into your thoughts about the Microsoft? Right. One. So Microsoft showed us a couple of things that I was excited for. Uh, Stalker Two looks really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd see that game ever in a million years, but it's there and it's got like like Russia was a quality. big thing this year oh, there was a lot so of many games take place in Russia mm-hmm. like post-apocalypse Russia was a big thing theme this year very much so stalker yeah the graphics look great story looks great it's got like almost metro level looking graphics mm-hmm. which is I mean for a game like stalker that's gonna be insane yes yeah. Outer Worlds 2 was a CG trailer one of the best trailers the, the entire most, weekend most trailers. <laughs> because it was like so here's the CG trailer we not showing you any of the real game because it's not goddamn ready yet. Um, oh, see this guy running? That's gonna sell pre-orders. Ah, oh, yeah. And like that's how most of the trailer went. And the oh, trailer it was like, cool look at shit. this monster. It's not going to be in the game. Yeah, this won't be in the game. Neither will this. Neither will this. Yeah, this guy looks like a boss. Haven't even designed him yet. Yeah, it, it, it was a great trailer showing off a game I'm excited for. I wasn't the biggest fan of the Outer Worlds, but. The game had a lot of potential, and I feel like if they continue on that path, Outer Worlds 2 could be the game I'm looking for. They also showed off Battlefield 2042 with its first big gameplay trailer, which good score for Microsoft there. Now, that game's coming to everything, but Microsoft got to show its first gameplay, and man, that gameplay looks great. We got to see fucking like dudes on ATVs jumping off of buildings into helicopters. We got to see like someone jack a, uh, a like an F-14 while fighting another F-14, just like flying through the midair. There was a a jumping out of an F-14 
shooting a yeah, bazooka yeah. out of the air and then to block but to shoot up another four, F-14 yeah, and then, and then landing back, into, back into your F-14. Yeah. Which is something that can be done in-game, but it's yeah. usually not something we see in trailers. Yeah. But there it was. <laughs> we saw amazing-looking weather systems and, like, you know, people getting completely torn up in these sand tornadoes. And, yeah, uh, Battlefield 2042, great showcase, awesome. We saw a sequel to Plague Tale Innocence, which I never thought I'd see that. Uh, Plague Tale was a great indie game, kind of a... Um, I say indie, but it's kind of a double-A game. The game had some budget. Yeah. Definitely had some budget. Great graphics, fun game, but definitely not like a triple-A showcase. And double-A games usually don't get sequels. They usually get, especially games like Plague Tale, get like played and people say they like them. Then they get thrown on the trash bin of history. Um, I can't wait for this next one. It looks I great. I think because of the last year mm -hmm. and because it was a game that was has been on Game Pass like mm -hmm. since it started yeah. and it's just now going away, that people are like, oh... That game was installed and down. Like people, a lot of people played that game. Yeah, mm -hmm. they yeah. knew that. that and, was an and that's what I hope it that. is, right? Like yeah. they, they like Game Pass. Like enough people installed it and played through it on Game Pass that they're mm -hmm. like, oh, we should do more of this. Mm -hmm. um, two left. Uh, the second biggest announcement they had was they got to drop the release date for the Diablo two. A remaster that's coming out. How oh fantastic gosh. was that? Yeah, like that was awesome. Like, good on you, Microsoft, for being able to showcase that and be, for being smart enough to know that your console players would be interested uh, because it's there and it's got controller support and like just showing off how great that's going to be and being able to drop the September release date before anybody else. I mean, that like Blizzard didn't even do that. I know right? we got it from the Microsoft. The fact that they got Blizzard cool. to drop that on the on the Microsoft show, holy mm -hmm. crap! I cannot wait. I saw that trailer. And I'm like, I already know that I'm buying that day one. Yeah. I love Diablo 2 growing up. I'm going to roll a strength necromancer because that's the worst possible build you can do. And I love it. Yep. <laughs> I um, really want to play Diablo 2. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's, again, yeah. I just, you're about to. It's more giving money to Blizzard Activision. True. I really have to justify my purchases for these companies that serve for, for specifically like Blizzard yeah. Activision. Mm -hmm. And. It's a remake of a game that I've already played a lot, but yeah. this has been, that was like seriously 25 years ago. I was going to say, I haven't played Diablo 2 since before I went to college. Yeah. So like, I, I can't wait to see what this is going to be like. Yeah. So uh, one more and then a surprise one at the end that I'm holding in my pocket. Okay. Because that's how we do E3, am I right? <laughs> right. So, one more thing. The big announcement. You're going to talk about Slime Rancher 2, right? Slime Rancher 2, big announcement. Slime Rancher 2. Speaking of another game that, like, very important, shit, it got a sequel. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because so many people installed it and True played that. it. True that. Was that, the, was that the Microsoft conference, Slime yep. Rancher? Yeah, Slime Rancher. They got Slime yeah, Rancher 2. I completely to, forgot about Slime they, Rancher. They got Mononome Park to reveal Slime Hell Rancher yeah. 2. And we, we're joking about it, but that shit's a big deal. A lot of people, like, lost it, being like, yeah. oh my God, another Slime Rancher. No, I'm into Slime Rancher 2. I didn't play the first one, but I watched a lot of other, a lot of other people play it. I'm super. Uh, uh, charmed by games like this. I mean, I mm. played through Bug Snacks and I loved every yeah. second of it. This isn't that different. Um, the plot really doesn't need to carry over into the second one because mm. it's, it's a, the same. You're ranching yeah, some same fucking slimes. You're ranching slimes. Yeah, you're ranching slimes. It's like slimes. the plot it's... of Stardew Valley carrying over. It's like, <laughs> right. well, it's farm and more time is passing, so keep farming. Like, that's... that's yeah, so I think you're good to just Stardew jump Valley into too. the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Just go right into there. Don't bother with the... But the really big announcement there was like, Hey, Halo Infinite, and everyone, oh, cool. It's like, we're mostly doing multiplayer, and everyone's like, cool, show me the multiplayer. Then they're like, but it's free to play. Yeah. This is going to be How free to big play was that? Free to play multiplayer Halo. Yeah. And so, my biggest thing when it comes to this is 
Like uh, we have to worry about we have to worry about free to play and like monetization and how they're going to do it. And I'm sure Microsoft will do their best to be better than like the most predatory things that fall into their genre because they've been so good with Game Pass. And well, currently the bar is FIFA. Like that. Yeah, the bar is <laughs> super low for this sort of thing. But I think they'll do it right. The Battle Pass is actually similar to that of. Um... I heard, I heard it was like Apex Legends where there are two tiers. The tier everyone gets for the Battle Pass and the tier you pay for. And that's a good system. I like it in Apex. Yeah, and, but it doesn't go away. So instead oh, right. of so the, seasons, the, the, the seasons season. don't go away. You okay. can yeah. just buy into whatever season you want. And you can and, buy previous seasons, right? Yes. Yeah. And they never expire. It's yep. more akin to the way uh, Avengers handled their characters. Uh, than it is buying which a, is an unfavorable comparison to make but I get what you're going with but, but, but the, 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 that's the what closest. the system is mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. makes um, sense and then the, the the secret one at the end the but wait one more thing for me was replaced I cannot tell you anything about this game I don't know how to describe it to you just look up a trailer. It used to be called something else. It was a different indie game. Now it is called Replaced. And it is one of the aesthetically coolest looking games I have ever seen. 2D pixel art on a 3D plane with a 3D plane in front and like two behind. It's action-y. It looks a little cyberpunk. Um, it looks really fluid and frenetic, but just It looks type... like a AAA indie game. Which yeah. Is... Type Replaced. So I'm going to date myself with this one. Like... I'll date myself with oh, this damn. one. It reminds me a lot of a higher frame rate um, out of this world or uh, flash flashback was, was the name flashback, of the flashback. Yeah. For like the NES. Right? Yeah. Was, it was, was, a, was that yeah. almost interpretive art style? Yeah. Where they actually like filmed people then they did like pixel art over yeah, the like people. Yeah. Like the rotoscoping. Yeah. It was really cool. And I wa- I was watching the trailer for this. I'm like, fuck, I'm getting like flashback vibes. Yeah. This is so good. And for all of the games we've mentioned that I do super want to play, the mm, one that I true. know that I would buy if I didn't get it on Game Pass, the one that I know that I want to like get in on day one, it's replaced. That game intrigues the shit out of me and I can't wait for it. So... It's been a rough couple of years for game studios and falling out of favor with me because mm-hmm. a lot of game studios have done been doing very bad things and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So it's been hard to find a new studio that I really like love and adore the way that I used to love Blizzard growing up or used to love other companies growing up. Um, and I think that I found one. Um, I think it's Arcane Studios. Yeah. Now I get it. They're, they're, they're based here in Austin and they do make 0451 games, yep. which is my preferred mm. genre. So things like Prey, um, that's yeah. that's kind of their jam. Prey, uh, Dishonored. Yeah, Dishonored. Yeah. Like that's kind of my jam. Mm. But I bring them up because they've had such a great track record. And I, I've been able to, very lucky to talk to some of the people that work for Arcane on Twitter. Many of them have nothing but positive things to say about their company and not in a, I'm a corpo kind of way. Just right. like they, they treat us well. They give us time off. They mm-hmm. give us what we need. Like we get the resources that we need. And that showed in one of the trailers that, that rarely at E3, do I say this, a trailer probably sold me a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when they announced arcane studios, Austin's new game, Redfall. Yeah. <laughs> Redfall is four player, open world left for dead with vampires. Mm-hmm. Every character in the trailer for Redfall is unique, has a great personality. Um, I remember we were all sitting there and I, I remember getting through this trailer with y'all and watching it. And my first reaction was, 
Hey, did any of you guys see a generic white dude in this trailer? Yeah, nope, not a single one. Yeah, and there yeah. just wasn't. It was like one of the most diverse casts I'd ever seen. It was um, beautifully diverse. Mm -hmm. And like, you're telling me like Left for Dead with magic and vampires? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, sign me right the fuck up. I don't, I don't. I don't usually pre-order games, but yeah, yeah. think think on there. I think I actually like immediately went onto my phone and said, "Is there a, like a beta sign up or something mm -hmm. that I can do for this?" Yeah, because how do I, I'm how do I that excited for Redfall. Absolutely. I haven't decided which is my game of E3 yet, but that is definitely one of my highest contenders. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to the Devolver phone game. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it was like <laughs> crunchy Koobles or good Crunchy Munchies, something like that. It was something very well, silly. We're not even a hundred percent that that's a real game today. Like we're not sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, we don't know if that was a joke or not. It could absolutely show They're up on going your phone to tomorrow. It. Going they to should, it. but like, what is it? I don't know. I yeah, is it like WarioWare? Like, I don't understand. It could be. Yeah. We it's don't probably know. Probably just a Bitcoin miner for my phone. <laughs> probably. But we don't get any okay. points. <laughs> no, it's for them. Now that yeah. we're on the high, the high of Microsoft, we have to dial it back a bit, but not get too bad. Mm -hmm. We don't have to bring down the room completely, but we do have to talk about Square Enix. All right, let's right? talk about Square Enix. Yeah, well, let's get the bad part out of the way first. They started their show with, again, like 20 minutes mm -hmm. of Marvel's Avengers. And they didn't show off Marvel's Avengers. They showed off their new Guardians of the Galaxy game. Yep. And Which by, looks good. It looks yeah. good. In soundtrack the trailer for now. Yes, soundtrack is killer. And I love that because of James Gunn, it just has to come with a good soundtrack now. That's like, like a that, rule for Guardians. Guardians. Like, yeah. That is because of James Gunn. If you do I mean, something Guardians-related. Yeah. It ain't yeah. Guardians. That's yeah. right. And, like, the game looked fine. Like, like it looked way better than whatever the fuck Marvel's Avengers was. Mm -hmm. um, I dig the characters. I dig the way they were interacting with each other. I like the idea of improving my character over time. But we only got to see you playing a Star-Lord. And a lot of people are assuming you can only play a Star-Lord. I think you can. I think you only play Star-Lord. You only play a Star-Lord. You and tell your other... Uh, when they showed off the gameplay, or when they did the gameplay, yeah. you see a countdown, a cooldown timer, cooldown counter in the corner mm -hmm. uh, for each of the characters. And then you select which one and you oh, tell right. it what you so, want so that an ability thrower yeah, as a character yeah. thrower. Okay, and that makes sense. And I'm not a, well, I'm not 100 on this game. I am pretty much like, I will wait for a review on this game. They spent too much time showing it to me for everything I wanted Square Enix to show me. I'll right. say that. Yeah. I, I think it looks interesting. I love the fact they didn't go with the movie style or the comic book style. They went with a very unique style for the game, art-wise. Mm -hmm. um, the banter felt very much pulled out of James Gunn. Yep. But at this point, I just as somebody who knows that Guardians of the Galaxy is not a comic book that anybody has ever read. Yeah, ever. James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy is now the de facto standard for what Guardians will be written as going mm -hmm. forward. Yeah. That's the just, best they do in games is like give them their comic book outfits. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. So it looks interesting. It's the weird part is it's launching in October and I'm like, this feels like it's an alpha build. Yeah. That's the thing. Like some of it was janky. It didn't look like it was running at a great frame rate. And yeah, the combat looked okay. It yeah. didn't look like it was going to blow my socks Sometimes off. you have to run on a build that I mean, is months and months old. Because like the most yeah, recent yeah. one Obviously, just is yeah. too fucked and up. Honestly, I, that's one of the things I said while we were watching that. Because there was like a point where you could tell there was lag. Yeah, and I was like, like you know what? I respect them for coming build. out with not something yeah. super polished. And just said, this is the game in our current state. We just wanted to show it to you. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. Not everything has to have a fake trailer. Put I want to play it. this yeah. game if I can play it in like six hours. Right. I want. I don't want a stupid long game. I also don't want a stupid experience.
expensive game. Yeah. And I feel like this looks like kind of like a double A title, so I shouldn't be paying. If you give me some yeah, yeah. seventy dollars for consoles, but sixty dollars on PC, a thing this year. That, that's know. just that's the next gen. Um, yeah, fuck every, that. Uh, 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 Microsoft and Sony decided that all of their games that yeah. are next gen are seventy dollars now. Yeah. That's just where we live. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, you, you give me something the length of like Fallen Order mm-hmm. for this. Perfect. Yeah, that's agreed, that's, that's right? chef's the, kiss. Absolutely time. love it. Yeah. Uh, let's see like here. Um, I mean, I don't want like too much girth though. They I, don't sh- want, I don't want like a crazy menu system where I've got to deal with fucking like. I don't want the the girth of. A fucking uh, monster hunter. No, yeah. I want. What, I don't want crazy. You, you don't want, want it to be too skill deep. trees. Yeah, I want, yeah. Just, you, you want shallow. You, you want with fun experience. Yeah. And we're in and we're out. I yeah. want to be able. To, yeah. I want to be able to put my hand around it. It's, yeah. I don't want to have to like go get a special gloves. Yeah. I feel like you're talking about something else, and I can't put. I my, don't know. I, I can't like put my finger it's, it's, on yeah, it. I can't put my finger on it either. I'm not allowed to put my finger on it. I have it asked for consent. Uh, but um, the so so what? what uh, yeah, uh, you probably have a thing. So I'm sorry. No 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 no, no no no. Please please jump in. Right after they spent 20 minutes, and this is what bothered me. Right after they spent 20 minutes talking about this game, I'm pretty meh about. They spent like 35 seconds talking about how they just ported every Final Fantasy game from like 1 to 5 <laughs> onto PC. Like, here y'all go. I think some of you were asking for this anyway. Next thing. Uh, oh, no, no. Be- no, because they actually followed up the Guardians of the Galaxy thing with, uh, by the way, uh, Black Panther War for Wakanda is a thing that we're doing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Also, War for Wakanda is coming to Marvel's Avengers, y'all. Yo, please yo, buy our game. Yo, yo, please buy that game. No one bought that game. Three yeah. people that are actively playing this game right. still. It's three. I think two of them don't play every day. <laughs> uh, they showed off uh, something for Babylon's Fall, which was originally meant, meant to be a single-player game. Yeah, and is now a live service multiplayer action game, a which bit of a Destiny. Already just turned me off the moment that happened. Yeah, I'm not. I look. I trust Platinum to the end of the world and back, but this is not their wheelhouse. Yeah. So I don't know. I will. I mean. It looked cool. I mean, if it's Destiny with swords and shit, I, I hope they do a better job than Godfall. Godfall does, yeah. Destiny already has swords. All right, last, last thing that we should point. briefly talk about, though, <laughs> is they showed off a trailer for something called Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Chaos. Chaos. Uh, chaos. Chaos. This is a game. Have you heard about chaos? This is a game made oh, by Team Ninja. <laughs> Uh, so it is a Team Ninja game, not yes, a Square yes. Enix game. Yes, Team Ninja. Mm-hmm. It is a retelling Written by a five-year-old. It is the retelling of the Final Fantasy One story. Yes. So um, I, I'm not sure a five-year-old wrote <laughs> Final Fantasy One, but maybe. And seems uh, like it was. It's just what dial- video game dialogue was like then. I, I, w- I would tell you what I think of the demo, but a, I don't own a PS5, and b, I've heard the. Demo's broken on most people's PS5s. Yeah, so when the demo launched, I tried to download it that very night, and it downloaded perfectly fine. And when I started to play it, it said, this is corrupted, download it again. So Mm -hmm. I did. This is corrupted, download it again. Then I looked online, and everyone was like, this is corrupted, I have to download it again. (laughs) So I waited about 24 hours and downloaded it. Let me tell you about this game. This game feels like Final Fantasy VII Remake by way of like Neo, which is a Team Ninja game, so that makes perfect sense. Yeah. The yeah, the dialogue is super weird. The the character design feels very PS2. Mm-hmm. Um the people were being really ungenerous to the graphics. The graphics look fine. They look modern. They 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 I realize that a lot of the color palette is dropped and there's too much film grain on the game, but mm-hmm. it doesn't look bad. Not like the way people are saying. Also, have you looked at a PS3 game lately? No, you haven't. It doesn't <laughs> look like that. Right. But I would say it looks like um, the end of life uh, P3 
PS4, yeah. honestly. And that's not a bad thing. No, I'm no, talking no. like the the kind of PS4 that like really rides the system essentially. Yeah. Like the kind of the fan is going hard on. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and, and so the gameplay you said hard on. So so the, the gameplay was interesting because it was very very fast and very twitchy but also very heavy and deliberate so it reminds me the most of neo 2 which is the last team ninja game i played that i love the shit out of yeah i was originally very turned off by it because i turned on a final fantasy game and it whooped my ass and i was like what the fuck is this this is broken that's not a final fantasy game then i played it again remembering that it's a team ninja game Mm -hmm. and then i kind of got into the combat i'm like okay there could be something here there really could be. There's a lot of interesting customization that I won't get into right now because we don't have the time. But um, I, I'm going to give it a a look-see when it comes out. You know, see mm-hmm. if it's good enough to buy. Um, okay. Not for $70, y'all. But, uh, you know, it, I hope it's good. Okay. All right, let's go ahead. Do you have anything else for Square Um We did Stranger, in Paradise, Stranger of Paradise. We did Babylon's Fall. Overall... My last thing to say about Square Enix is I know we're not doing the they didn't show us everything we wanted at E3, but uh, like we wanted to see a new Deus Ex. We wanted to see more about Final Fantasy VII Remake 2 and give us a goddamn Soul Reaver game, you absolute cowards. <laughs> right. That, that, that is what I have to that say. That was my, to my Square absolute Enix. desire for that one. <laughs> uh, and yeah, a lot of people were actually mad that Final Fantasy 16 didn't make an appearance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh yeah, again, no, no FF16 either, but again, which looks cool. But rough year. Rough year. We'll so. see what they have to show us soon. Yeah. I think next year's going to be a big year. I think we're going to see a lot of big things. Like people are like, oh, there was no Fable at the Microsoft thing. Well, you know what? They, they, yeah. had, they had to show First, fucking yeah. Halo goddamn Infinite. Yeah. And also, don't rush Fable games. We've seen what happens. Also, I don't want to go back to Microsoft, but the entire trailer for Halo Infinite was so remember all those things you complained about? Here's a trailer showing that we fixed all of them. Yeah. So here's the new graphics. They look great. Here's multiplayer. Still looks good. The battle rifle looks. Everybody complained yeah. about the battle rifle. Too. Yeah. Death. Yeah. And, and now it looks. And like, now it looks like, great. That thing was fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so looks good. Like the, looks like the Halo battle <laughs> rifle. Uh, all right. PC gaming show, y'all. PC gaming show. There was why did, so why? much. Okay. <laughs> so we can talk about the games, but like, so there's. PC game the PC gaming show has been plagued by this for a lot of years and I never really quite put my finger on it. But goddamn, does that show have ads? Is that mm. show is like ninety percent ads? They showed that like weird glove that like if you're an idiot you can buy and it is better for clicking your mouse because it registers your mouse clicks before you click it. Yeah, that was weird. And we watched like a five minute ad for that. And we watched like a five minute ad for like four other things, a few Razer products, and then they showed us games that I could totally take a look at. Gabe they, Noel want, rambled on about something for a little while. Yeah, but they showed us <laughs> games that were absolutely going to get a miss from E3. They showed mm. a lot of really cool indie stuff, a lot of Sims that no one was going to look at otherwise, a lot of games that don't look good in trailers is mm. what they showed off. So I'm here for that, but can we also stop with the weird green screen? Law, look, I'm in a MechWarrior game from 35 oh, years ago. Don't you love Christ. this? No, Frankie, I don't love that. Get out of there and get on stage. I know they were, they were talking about MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries like it just came out, and I get that it only just came out for like Steam and stuff, sure. but I'm like, I played that game two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. Like, come on. Uh, one of the fun games they did show was a game called uh, Ramen. Uh, yeah. First off, can we talk about the, the name of this? Because it's not Ramen. It's Ramen. I want to play this game. But it's about making soup. And I but love it's that. about making ramen. But it's called Raw Men. Yep. And let me tell you, those are two different games. Yep. Those are Raw I mean, Men and we, Ramen are we two different might games. find out those are going to be the same game. It is. We don't, don't, we, don't, we don't know what, what this game is about. Houses you go to, but mine definitely have Raw Men as well. No uh, House would also be a great double entendre. It is effectively, <laughs> if I remember the trailer correctly, it's almost like. Um, 
Smash Brothers meets Cooking Sim or something? Yeah, it also like, like the cooking mechanics reminded me a lot of Cooking Mama, yeah. like back on the DS where you just have your ingredients laid out and you have to put them in at the right order at the right time. But then the rest of it was like people walking around doing, I don't know, ramen things. Yeah, it, it was, was a weird. cool trailer. Uh, Orcs Must Die 3, if you like the original yep. ones. Orcs Must Die is a lot of fun. Uh, I'll play another one. Uh, the, I think... The last one was exclusive to the Epic Store, and I didn't play it, but I could totally go back and check it out. One of the ones they showed that piqued my interest was a game called Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. Yeah. This looked fascinating to me because this looks like a Vampire the Masquerade game that is um, a bit tighter in its storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, unlike the Battle Royale, which is kind of whatever. Mm -hmm. This seemed like a single-player narrative-driven experience. Um, in the world of Vampire the Masquerade, and that's when Vampire the Masquerade excels. Mm -hmm. When you're given something like a Bloodlines, where it's like, here's a very tight, focused experience. Go experience the universe. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited about this one. I just it's need to know more about it. Mm -hmm. I just need to know more about it. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of things that were like good, mm -hmm. I guess, in like the PC show. Yeah, um, the, the, the games look good, but we didn't have a fun time watching it. And the more I thought about why, it just I just came back to those ads and those weird like 90s style FMV cutscenes that we got, even though they were also standing on the stage. I don't know. It was probably a little poorly planned, but again, COVID. But we do it's have trying to talk. trying to be Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's it every is. time Day9 does anything, yeah. he tries to fucking MST3K the fuck out of it. Yeah. He's done it since he's been allowed to be in front of a fucking <laughs> camera. But we do have to talk about a little game called Death Trash. Oh, yeah, Death Trash. Oh, man. So Death Trash, if you haven't seen the trailer for it, Death Trash is a game that is heavily inspired by the original Fallout games, but mm -hmm. it's a uh, not turn-based game. It right. is an action game. Right. But the universe, the everything is very inspired by Fallout 1 in the sense that we set you down in a primary location to begin with. Mm -hmm. You walk out of that primary location. They give you an objective somewhere in the map that says, eventually the game is going to lead there. Go have fun. Mm -hmm. Figure out how to get there. Yeah, and yeah. you just walk out into this apocalyptic world and everything is fucked. But some things are kind of nice, but uh, most things are bad, and there's these weird, creepy flesh things that are perfectly sentient, just crawling around on the floor. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's called Children Hector. Yeah, it, 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 it blows my mind how creative this game is and how well they're adapting the like Fallout 4 gameplay formula into live action and not turn-based. It seems cool. Seems like you could do a lot. So, with like, it. as an example, one of the things they showed is a story beat. Is there's like mm. a creature you pick up at some point mm. that's like, I need a friend, and you are given the option to like grab this thing and put it in your backpack, mm. and it's great. And then, as you're walking around the world, 15 hours later, you run into this giant pile of flesh. It's called like the flesh kraken. The or something. flesh kraken. Yeah, like, it's and just it's tentacally just, flesh with eyes. Yeah, and you can talk to it. You can talk to it. Of course, you can. Yeah. The apocalypse. And you're talking to this thing, and it eventually goes like, I want a friend. And so you as the player make the connection. The thing in my backpack wants a friend. That wants a friend. I should make them have friends. Yep. So you hand thing A to thing B. Kraken grabs it and eats it. And then goes, now my friend will be with me forever. And I went, yeah. sold. Yep. Playing that I game. I am yeah. fucking sold on this <laughs> Also, shit. that's how true friendship works. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was probably another one of my highlights of E3 is mm -hmm. watching Death Trash. Yeah, also, Death great Trash looks name. great. Yeah, like, fantastic name. <laughs> was there anything else that you had for PC? Not for PC, no. Okay, uh, Capcom is up next. Yeah, let me tell you right now every new title that was shown at Capcom. Hang on. 
So now that we're done with the Capcom contest, we can go on to like 2K, right? Yep. Uh, I mean, the the thing was is they announced like, hey, mm-hmm. we're glad you liked Resident Evil Village. We're working on DLC. Yeah. Can't see it. We haven't. We're, we're not. We're don't not anywhere near it. Show it to you. I get that. Like you yeah. can't. You can't. Not everybody can show us shit. Yeah. Sure, but they, they they showed us a bunch of game. They showed us content for games that had already come out announced literally nothing new mm. and it was all for games we weren't interested in mm. like there are capcom games out right now or just like hints of what they can do with them or like content that might be coming that they could talk about instead they showed us two switch titles mm. uh for monster hunter mm-hmm. and um ace attorney ace attorney yep and uh niche title Not, nothing against that title but very niche title yep and, um, yeah, they said, hey, we're working on DLC for Resident Evil Village. And then they fucked off. Yeah. And that was the end of it. Did you have Take-Two notes? Because I have nothing for Take-Two. Okay, so 2K. Or 2K, yeah. 2K, instead of doing any kind of gaming show showcase and showing anyone's games at all, decided to have a Zoom meeting about inclusivity in video games. Oh, yeah, I did watch that. That was weird. Um, it was weird. Because when I'm at E3... And we all know this, no matter how much anyone wants to deny it. When we're at E3, we are watching commercials. Mm. We're watching commercials for the company that's making games. And 2K decided to make their commercial a talk about inclusivity, which on paper sounds really smart, great. Like they're like, they're doing something different. They're taking advertising dollars and focusing it into something good. But watching the panel, I couldn't help but feel like these are employees of 2K talking about inclusivity in gaming. They can't possibly be here at E3 saying anything bad about their company. Mm-hmm. So it felt a little bit like a hostage situation. And the whole thing is creepy. I applaud them for the effort, but E3 is not the venue to do this and be taken seriously, I don't think. Right. I understand that. You can't pat yourself on the back and expect us to believe that the corporate hype you're mm-hmm. Spilling out is real. Right. And, and they didn't spend a lot of the time going, look how great 2K is. That's mm. not what happened there. So I don't want to be too cynical about it. But they really did say like, yeah, sometimes this happens and sometimes this happens, sometimes this happens. But I really love my job. And it's just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we only have a couple more things to get through. Uh, just real quick, I want to mention I did watch the Razer conference. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to say about this other than the fact they showed off their new Blade 14 inch laptop. Mm-hmm. And they basically said, hey, we figured out how to stick a 3080 into a laptop that's like not very big. Yeah. It's well, it was a 3080 mobile. And I was still, like, but, but still, but like, that 3080 mobile is going to blow the fuck out of pretty much anything else. Yeah, yeah like like my 3080 weighs about as much as a brick and is twice the size. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know how they got it into the world's thinnest laptop. Yeah. But I, 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 we'll they find do. out. It's Razer, uh, dude. Those things are amazing. Yeah, it's not going to run as great magic. as yours is. Mm. Well, sure, but, it, but, but it's also in a package this big that I can put in my like briefcase. And, yeah, I mean, mm. just imagine running... Like almost as great as yours is, and the resolution on the screen is 120 hertz. Just runs every yeah. game at, yeah. at pure 120. You're like, this yeah. is just amazing. Yeah, Razer was pretty cool. Not gonna right. lie. Uh, you do have some notes for Namco Band. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Bandai Namco. Um, we have a. Everyone walked into this show going like, "Are we going to see more Elden Ring? Can yeah. we see more Elden Ring?" Miyazaki's been doing interviews. Um, are we going to see Seems more? Like El- the place. Yep. This is the place. Let's see some more Elden Ring gameplay. And they had a. I think 15 minute long showcase and they spent the entire time talking about house of ashes yep house of ashes for anyone who doesn't know it comes on the tale of um 
Well, it wasn't Lost in the Woods. What was the PS4 one called? The the horror game? I don't know. All I know is yeah. it's part of an anthology, right? It's part of an anthology. But there was a one on PS4, and I think it was like House of Madness or something, but it was an anthology series of like four friends walking around in the woods and, and like horror shit was happening. Mm. And it was really interesting, almost in a telltale sort of way. Um, I heard a lot. It was a great party game. A lot of people had fun playing it at home on the couch with their friends around. Um, but it's very much a once you've seen it, you've seen the game. Right. So they spent 10 minutes showing us this game that is eminently spoilable. spoilable. Like like the most spoilable game maybe in the gaming There's genre. There's alternate endings. Right. This is right. it. And, <laughs> and even if so, like scenes are only going to play out one of a few ways. Mm. So why they decided to spend all this time showing us this game instead of... Elden fucking ring? Literally anything else we wanted to see from them, including very much Elden fucking ring. I, again, like that just seems like... A bad decision. Yeah. I don't know. Seems like a poor decision. But there was one... There was light at the end of the tunnel when it came to E3, and that was Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo did a good job. Yeah. Nintendo was great. I think that uh, we started off with uh, Kazuya from Tekken mm-hmm. making his grand appearance in Smash Brothers but, with but, but, one of the most hilarious trailers. So because I want to end on something good, I want to say this part first because I would feel bad if we didn't mention it. Mm-hmm. A few hours before the Nintendo Direct went online, they threw a tweet out into the world saying, don't restream our show. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did this at E3. It had something to do with the way the advertising went. But Nintendo wasn't going to have any advertising it's nintendo they never do that this was a nintendo direct right they don't put ads in front of them Mm. they don't do shit like that but they still told everyone don't restream our show which made a lot of people a lot of restreamers who play nintendo games for a living very angry on youtube and twitch they pissed off twitch so much that twitch basically said no well we're not even showing nintendos we're not going to show this stream on our platform because fuck y'all good yeah. Nintendo needs to be taught a lesson well, with Nintendo the way was... that they, the way they're handling mm-hmm. their the community. They're being shitty to their fans and yeah. it's it's not right. good. They've been doing it for years. And and maybe but they saved w- some revenue w- dollars, but they missed out on like 500 people restreaming their show showing their fucking commercials to more eyes. But it, but it isn't just Nintendo this year cuz E3 itself did that a as well. A lot of E3 did that. There was yeah. a lot of E3 where the yeah. whole thing was based around we're not having people restream our show. You must watch the actual original broadcast. Right, which a lot of studios got around, like Microsoft and Bethesda, and uh, pretty much every other studio was like, no, you can restream our stuff. We're we're streaming it ourselves. We're also streaming it to E3, but we'll stream it to you whatever you want. Mm -hmm. It's a commercial. Please watch it. Right. But Nintendo did do some good things. They the, did. the the Tekken announcement for Smash Brothers Ultimate seemed absolutely fantastic. Um, they have the Life is Strange re- remastered collection and the new game that are going to be coming to Switch. Yeah, um, that'll be great. Uh, it was actually kind of weird to see Guardians of the Galaxy showing up as like a Switch title as well. Yeah, I think that's was... coming through like like stream like like uh, streaming to the Switch, like one of those. One I have of those cloud no games. idea. I have no idea for that one. Um, Seems like a good idea. Yeah, I mean, Super Mario uh, Mario Party Superstar, yeah. which is a Mario Party game that's literally made up of all the best other Mario Party things. Yeah, it was yeah. just like we took so exactly what we want. We took we, the we, best, we, yeah, the best of the best. We made it into one party game. Yeah. Here you fucking go. We mastered the formula. We can end your friendship so much faster now. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward Watch to it because like I love Mario Party. <laughs> I love getting drunk and like playing Mario Party with friends. So mm-hmm. if you're just gonna give me all the best maps from all the Mario Parties, fuck it. There we go. Yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts about Nintendo? As you yeah, I mean, we, we saw a couple of games that I'm super excited for. Um, Metroid Dread, 
Oh my god, Metroid Dread. Holy shit. Like, this is the first 2D Metroid in nine, new 2D Metroid years. in 19 years. And I, in any other case, would be like, okay, they're jumping into a genre that got really popular in the indie space. But nah, y'all, this is the Godfather. We're talking like Metroid and Super Metroid. They, for all intents and purposes, invented this type of gameplay. They did. So them jumping back into it and making a new game and showcasing it, and it looked smooth. It looked dynamic and interesting and fluid and really pretty even mm -hmm. for a 2d game i mean yeah put it in my face the first it metroid, might have sold me a switch the, i might buy a switch the first game. metroidvania was metroid yes we didn't even get a up. castlevania we didn't get metroid castlevania until later until symphony of the night yeah it was absolutely metroid yeah my other big standout um that i that i thought looked great was uh shin megami, shin megami tensei 5 mm -hmm. now that one had been leaked so a lot of people who follow shin megami tensei realized that it was coming I didn't. I didn't know that was coming. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. um, can't wait for that. Looks great. They also announced the re-release of the Wii U version of Fatal Frame. Yes. Which no one played because it was on the Wii U. But I, yeah. those games are masterpieces. And uh, I would probably really like to play this one. I've never played them. And I think uh, either they're, uh, some of the originals are available on the Switch now. Mm -hmm. And now with the new one coming out, I'm like, I might actually try to get in that franchise. I had a lot of fun playing those. And I was kind of upset. You were, always, you, you were always the one that tried to really get me into them. You were like, because yeah, they're weird fucking weird, Japanese game. horror games yeah. where you take pictures. Pictures. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, well, I can't, I can't fight a ghost. You can if you get a camera. And I, I yeah, sure. Sounds it, fun. It's a lot of fun. And but and it's the scary. last one that came out to like the Wii. I think it was the Wii U. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not getting a Wii U to play. No, no one played it. Same thing happened to Bayonetta 2, and they re-released that on the Switch yeah. for a good reason, and it's a great game. Mm -hmm. And this is the same case. It's mm -hmm. as the, the Fatal Frame has a very loyal fan base mm -hmm. because yeah. we've gotten kind of dicked over by different. Yeah. The, the history of the franchise. How, how many good J horror games are there? Not many. Yeah, there used to be a lot. Back, like in the like heyday of the like early la, uh, last last gen, like the PS3. Yeah, era, you're talking. Were, like, you, you couldn't you couldn't swing a cat without hitting a J horror game, and now they're well, that's yeah. where like Fatal Frame was from. Like yeah. that's, that's what, what's where it started. I believe, like from my memory. Uh, they, they, there were <laughs> I think they're mostly PlayStation Two games, yeah, PlayStation but that. That they finally started to get popularized and like more and more stuff started coming out. It was very Silent but I mean, Hill related. Right. As well. It was Silent Hill. It was Rule of Rose. Mm -hmm. It was Fatal Frame. That was this J horror like yeah. renaissance that happened almost kind of in tandem with the rise of it in the movie industry. Yep. And much like in the movie industry, it kind of crashed and burned. Mm -hmm. And now maybe like Fatal Frame can make a comeback because we're now nostalgic for J horror. Yeah. But uh, let's see. They showed off a little bit of Breath of Remix or Remix. Now. Yeah, they showed off a little bit of Breath of the Wild too, which sure. is fine. And then they said it doesn't come out till 2022, which seems like like they could have made it faster. But also, I don't want to rush them. But also, I'm kind of doubting that it will come out in 2022. I think it might get pushed back to 23 just because of the way they make Zelda games. So yeah. I don't know. I know that they, I mean, so they ended the show with a oh, but one more thing, and they gave us a Zelda two thing. But what they ended the show on was a Game & Watch piece of hardware. It's literally a Game & Watch machine, like the kind you bought at the corner store in the 80s mm -hmm. that plays, like, a few of the original Zelda games. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, just fuck off. This is a so, this is another NES classic, so but, like, even shittier. I, I understand that, <laughs> and, and I completely respect that opinion. And, actually, I do, like, 100% believe, like, I, I buy into what you say here. It's just, mm -hmm. like, fuck off with it. 
Unfortunately, I have you a super new, want one. I super fucking want one. That's fair. You know what? And I'm not here to yuck your yum. If you want that, then like I'm glad they made it for I'm you. I'm like, it just plays it just Zelda felt like games. A weird thing to end it was the weird. show with. Nintendo has an ability to resell me the fucking same thing that I own 15 times over in a cute package, and I'm like, fucking put that shit in my fucking face. Yep. <laughs> like it only plays like three Zelda games and it has a, and it's not even like Zelda one, two and like linked to the past. No. It's one, two and links awakening yeah. and not even the modern links awakening. The, the like the, SNES the, one. It's the game boy links awakening, oh. which is the one that I obsessively played growing up. Oh, shit. And I was like, yeah, I don't fucking care. Yeah, put it like an $80 price tag on it. I'll, I'll fucking consume it. I'm I am a horrible human being. I will fucking do it just to be able to sit in, in my bed with this little game and watch and play this old Zelda game that I loved. It, it, I mean, it looked really cute. As a piece of hardware, I'm not super sure about it because if anyone remembers ever playing a Game & Watch system, you can't play them in the dark. You can't play them in a poorly lit room. I think they actually it, have a better lit system. They will system hurt your one. hands. So I'm hoping there's like some yeah, quality exactly. of life changes. Yeah, but I think there are. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be a thing, and it'll sell out. You won't be know, able to get one I know. anywhere. I know. I've already bought it at an NES Classic and NES yeah. Classic. Like, I'm going to probably buy this stupid game yeah. and watch thing. It is a piece of plastic that I probably haven't. Like, I already own these games a million yeah. times over, but I don't care. It's cute. I want it. Yeah, and this is probably just me being bitter that I never got an NES Classic. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's entirely that. Uh, anything else that was on the Nintendo for list Nintendo, for Nintendo, no. They kind of ended the show and ended E3 for the most part. Yeah, they really did. I mean, they showed off some more of uh, Mario Golf Super Rush, which is mm-hmm. already something that I was interested in and I don't play golf games but playing golf games with my friends looks fun yeah yeah Um, golf games with the friends Advance Wars 1 and 2 reboot camp they took the first couple games they Mm -hmm. did a full remaster of them I never played the Advance War games but it was one of those that all my friends that did play them said like you play nothing but tactics games like you should probably play this Yeah, and I was like yeah you know if you put a $30 price tag on that I'll fucking buy it yeah, I think the the, 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 my, my, the thing that I wanted that I didn't get from this one was Bayonetta 3. Yeah. I wanted, excuse me, something about Bayonetta 3. And, yeah, sure. You know, but like 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 we've been saying, you know, they, we, they didn't have a lot of time to get us stuff. Yep. Okay, so that actually wraps E3. Wow, yeah. We, are, we, we got through it. It was a long journey. Yep. Um, there was a lot to talk about, a lot that happened. There's a lot that didn't happen. There's a lot that didn't happen. And, and I think to kind of go back to the earlier topic, at the very beginning of this show, you know, we said we're, we should be happy that we got an E3 in the yes, first place. absolutely. I mean, we mm-hmm. should be happy that game developers worked through a pandemic in which people got sick. Yeah, that probably their family members, maybe sick. them got sick. We don't know who passed away. I mean, right. but we know this affected a lot of people. There could have been right. a lot of hardship in a lot of people's lives who were making this stuff. Right. So we should be and, very generous. And with them. they should be in, and I'm, I hope they feel proud that mm-hmm. they were able to bring what they could to the stage. Yes. We're going to have our wants. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously we said, Oh, we would love if like final fantasy 16 showed up, yeah. but like you and I were uh, having, <laughs> we were having an amazing lunch today. Yeah. <laughs> I was chowing down on some Korean barbecue. Hell yeah. And we were kind of talking about this topic going like, man, you know, it's it just, we don't think about it because as gamers, we just kind of want, 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 want Pac-Man style. Mm-hmm. And we don't think about the fact that, you know, yeah, we're angry. Like Fable didn't get another trailer this year. And it's like, but you know, people have died. Yeah. Right? Like, and I don't mm-hmm. want to bring this dark. Right. But, right. But there's a lot of factors that you have to consider when all this happens. Mm-hmm. And the fact that team ninja put out a final fantasy trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We can laugh at it. They were like, ah, oh, they borked it. And then yeah. like, every, it crashed. Everything's every, chaos. Yeah. Everything, oh. Everything's chaos and it mm-hmm. crashes everybody's systems or whatever. But mm-hmm. you, you know what? 
fuck it, we got something, right? Yeah, and then that demo was fixed within like, you know, 24 hours. Right. So it, it, there have been worse catastrophic launches. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, we can meme Capcom mm-hmm. for like the one of the worst shows. Yeah, for, for the, the, like that, like it straight up could have been an email. Like that, yeah, wasn't, that was even, definitely an email. wasn't even worth an email. That, that was Direct. my catchphrase of E3 is every time we got through like Gearbox or something, I was like, yeah. that could have been an email. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why did we do that? I think E3 overall kind of left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths because people aren't getting, it's not just that not necessarily showing us what people wanted, mm-hmm. but people aren't, don't have access to new consoles. So like, also why are you going to show me new trailers for shit that I can't buy? You are bringing up an the excellent point. Mm-hmm. Best thing out of the uh, situation mm-hmm. I felt was Microsoft. Cause at least those are coming to multiple things where you game pass, yeah, game pass. the game pass. Every mm-hmm. time I was like, fuck, at least I can play that. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> how do you market your new games in, in in a society in a society where you can't get a console mm-hmm. or like, graphics cards? That's right? one of the problems. Like, like you, this why is you show me like br- brilliant graphics that you need right. a fucking thirty eighty? Mm-hmm. You're not getting a thirty eighty, yeah. right? No, like the, nobody the, is. The, I think that was a big hindrance. I think that not only I think it's several factors that happened with E three this year. It was you know COVID happened and that mm-hmm. delayed a lot of games and that that sucks. And then there was also the hardware shortages, mm-hmm. which also like I don't think a lot of game developers who may be far along into the process go, yeah, we want to show our next gen title, but like nobody can buy our game right now, mm-hmm. so maybe we don't. What, I think the they might have showing. Us I think they might have held a lot of those back for that reason. You might be right. Yeah, but they just like maybe we don't show you all the like latest and greatest PS5 stuff we have or Xbox, you know. Yeah. Because it would be kind of shitting on your audience at that point, right? Yeah, because nobody can get one. Yeah, like maybe... He's trying to sell hardware is, during that right now, isn't the smartest marketing decision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, companies understood that. Mm -hmm. And when I was overall looking at like the E3, I kind of was like, fuck, there are some games that are coming out that I am excited for. I'm kind of more excited about next year's E3 just because the world will theoretically have gotten some breathing room. Yeah. I think so too. Um, I think, I think next year's E3 is going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, maybe Sony will come out. I weirdly happy about my, my Metroid prediction mm-hmm. wasn't four. Well, yeah. But, no four, but, know, we, but we got some Metroid. By the way, Metroid. hot take on this one. I'm more excited on uh, Metroid five than I am Metroid prime. Four. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I prefer the two D ones. Yeah, that's, that's my fair. hot take. That's fair. I just want to see what Metroid four looks like. Like that's all. Yeah. I just want to be like, Oh yeah, there's 3d Metroid. Neat. Yeah. The, I loved the Halo Infinite game. It's sitting, it's sitting on a server at work. Yeah. We're, we, we literally work 10 feet away from it, you know? Yeah, I know. But if I look at it, I'll go to jail. Yeah. The, the Halo Infinite multiplayer and just even the story play, just yeah. everything about Infinite just made me just go, yes, fucking yes. It looks like a next-gen game to me. It looks like an open-world crazy shooter that has plot and also just PvP multiplayer that mm-hmm. everybody can play for free and yep. just shoot your friends in the face. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing I think I didn't mention about Halo that gives me pause. The multiplayer is free to play for everybody. They did say that the game Halo Infinite would still be full price. I don't think a lot of people are going to buy that. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I mean, because I'm pretty sure they're going to re- put your page they're, seventy dollars. They're probably going to release it on Game Pass day one. Oh, no, not, not even just that, but the people that wouldn't get Game Pass, people right. are just, no, no, just Halo fans. Yeah, people who can't get Game Pass yeah. and who really want to play the story and are going to have to get a disc from somewhere. And I mean, yeah. we'll see what happens. It does kind of split the community, and but I don't. I'm not sure it's a bad decision. I think it just might be the best decision they could make 
to bring Halo multiplayer to everybody, which is one of the smartest moves they've made. Mm-hmm. When you're wanting to make a game that is, from our understanding, similar to Destiny in mm-hmm. running around shooting aliens on a alien planet, mm-hmm. yeah. but with your friends in open world environment, but also do PvP stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of games have tried to do similar things mm-hmm. and have failed very badly yeah so the only one that might be able to do something similar is a company as the pedigree of the same company that did that right so i'm looking forward to where the story aspects of it could go with this the halo infinite ring Mm -hmm. mostly because i just really like the halo story yeah the halo story is cool as hell i want more of that Mm -hmm. i'm i'm willing to pay for the game because i want the halo story the pvp stuff's always fun and it's great to play with my friends Mm -hmm. but i more so care about master chief and his story as long as the story is worth i still say 60 bucks as long as the story is worth 60 bucks paying ten dollars so everybody gets free multiplayer is cool sure yeah Yeah, i'm down Mm -hmm. okay so let's kind of uh, get into our final thoughts about e3 we we sat through Got a week of E3, which About is way longer than most E3s, but mm-hmm. here we are. Like, I like light, this light schedule sleep. change, for the yeah. most part. The weekend schedule change was the chef's kiss of the whole thing, I think. Yeah. yeah. The, I woke up at 9 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday because I thought <laughs> I had to watch a thing at 10 o'clock. <laughs> but it was Pacific time. Yeah, I didn't look at the times. <laughs> and it was while I was happy once I got to yeah. your place and I was like oh we don't have to I wasn't in a rush yeah because I was in a rush up until that point <laughs> I maybe we just move the hours down a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I think they'll they'll learn that lesson and like look at streams and look at population and like how their viewers went up later into the day because mm-hmm. if I lived in California and I had to be up at 10 a.m. for the fucking Xbox showcase for E3 I'd be upset too so what are some of your highlights just off the top of your head for E3 oh man um well, Elden Ring, like like a lot of Elden Ring, that first day. hands down, holy yeah. fucking Elden shit. Elden Ring's the Elden one Ring. I can't wait to get my hands on and might be the one I have to wait the longest for. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, bunch of, and the rest is kind of a bunch of stuff I didn't see. Uh, not that, well, I mean, um, there's a game that I mentioned earlier, uh, Re-something, mm-hmm. uh, that I'm losing the title of now because we mm-hmm. haven't talked about it in a bit. Can't wait to play that. Mm-hmm. A lot of indie games that I'm really a lot of indie for. games that we're, we're super excited about. Back mm-hmm. for Blood, obviously, is a Left oh, 4 Dead yeah. fan. Super excited about that. Loving the fact that it's coming out to Xbox Game Pass day mm-hmm. one. Uh, Twelve Minutes 12 is minutes. a game we've all been waiting for. Comes out in August. Also, Game Pass day one. Holy fucking shit! Yeah, that's like, a great. That's so like so fucking amazing. Do y'all think Starfield is actually going to come out? They gave it a date. That was the thing about Starfield. They gave us a date: 11, 11, 22. I think yeah. Starfield might be able to make it. November and, twenty-two, maybe. Todd Howard is huge on doing 11-11 bullshit. Yeah, I know, but here's and the thing he about... he forces shit to come out. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah so the, the, the thing that... The, the, if there was ever going to be a game company I did not want to date from, it's Bethesda. Right. Because no matter what happens, no matter what state that game it is is in, they're releasing it on 11-11-22. Yeah. And... The good thing for... I guess we'll the see. The good thing for Starfield, though, that gets into the weeds because they are part of the Microsoft Game Studios, mm-hmm. they can just go over to Obsidian and go... Please fix our shit. That's God, true. I they hope, can. I hope they do. Uh, I'm super excited about Inscription. Again, that's the deck builder psychological horror yeah. game. Yeah. Please, please, please. If I, I, I know you guys never take my recommendations on the show. Go if if this is your jam. Go onto Steam. Look up Inscription. Mm-hmm. 
please wish list it. Don't pre-order it if you don't want yeah. to. Just wish, wish list it. it so that the it gets, algorithm. Yeah, let, get it bumped up in the rankings because I've been following this game for a long time and I'm so, so fucking excited for this to come out. Mm-hmm. Like, super excited. Uh, Truck to Yomi, the Samurai 2D game. Yeah. Absolute, like, hands down, looks so fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, I think my big ones, the ones that I absolutely know I'm going to play, Psychonauts 2, Big one, Diablo 2, great Oh, Diablo 2. I mean, that, that's wait. a gimme. Like, anybody yeah. can say Diablo 2. Like. Yeah, definitely playing that. And uh, Battlefield 2042 is my jam. I know it's not most people's, but that's good. I'm, I'm going to play a lot of that. I'm not going to lie. Though. It I, look really good. I don't play Battlefield games, and I saw that trailer, and I'm like, 128 might, players. Might come play with that with yeah. y'all. That looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks cool as shit. That's the one with 128, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 128. 64 v 64. Mm-hmm. And you can fill the um, uh, empty slots with bots if you want to. Okay. Which is weird, but, you know, sure. Hey, well, that's how, how you want to run your own personal yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. So there was a lot of really great games this year. A lot of great indie games. Mm-hmm. A lot of games that took place in Russia, which was weird. Lots of Russian stuff. A lot, yeah. lot of Russian games it's something this year. I, I've comment, I commented on while we were watching. Uh, I think it was, was Stalker 2. Yeah. I was like, at some point, I will actually know like the full map of <laughs> fucking Chernobyl. Yep. Because every game because takes place every in Chernobyl. every game and every movie and every mm-hmm. TV show that I've watched that take place about fucking Chernobyl. Like, oh, no, you took a fucking left on the wrong street, dude. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> that, that, that. That, that street sign that does not say the right thing. This game <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this show up. Thank you all for tuning in with us. Uh, real quick, if you have anybody, like, final two sentence, how you feel about E3 as a whole. It was all digital. Mm-hmm. Obviously, COVID happened. Happy, yeah. not happy. Where are we at? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about as ha- I'm happier than I expected to be. Not as happy as I wanted to be. But um, positive experience. Love the schedule change. Keep it. Okay. I like that we kind of get to see an, an inside look into what these companies' internal meetings are like whenever they want to do their own little, like internal product launches. Everybody yeah. does that. We've worked at big ass companies, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Cool, so this is what they're showing. This is fucking awful. Why? Are, who? This could have been an email. Yeah. Why are you even putting this out? I love that we're getting to see that side of these corporate these companies instead of the polished. They went to a media company that yeah. did everything for them because this yeah. felt like an E3 where so many of the companies were doing it themselves for the first yep. time. Yeah. Very true. Even these billion dollar companies just like, oh, this is it's, it's yeah. cute. You're trying. Yeah, it, it's, it feels fresh. Mm-hmm. And that's kind it's, it's, it's refreshing. In yeah, a way. it's yeah. weirdly refreshing. E three that we yeah. all got to experience. We didn't get to. I did not feel that pang of jealousy for not being there. Right. Of standing in line for hours to go smell a fucking switch controller right. or <laughs> what the fuck ever they do there. I don't, yeah. I don't know. They did. Oh, they taste the control the cartridges. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, to, yeah. yeah the, the cartridges. You don't taste the. They're, they're gross. Either way, <laughs> I don't want to fucking do that shit. But I love that no one did that yeah. shit. Yeah. We all sat there. We all experienced the exact same way. Yeah. And we all have these same letdowns. I think that for the gaming community, uh, we all had a pretty, a pretty mediocre time. time like we did the last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. There were highs, there were lows. Uh, there were lots of things to love, some things you missed. Um, but if anything, don't hate on E3 because they really did do the best they can. All of these game developers have been doing the best they can over mm-hmm. the last year. Don't forget, they were in the pandemic too. Yeah, they were. Just, Throw that out there. Um, so, yeah, another E3 in the books. I think next year is going to probably blow this one out of the water. I think mm-hmm. we're going to be seeing a lot more next-gen just because hardware accessibility is going to be much more of a thing. Possibly. Uh, Depends on the droughts in 
Taiwan, and also if we're able to get any of the factories built in Japan and the United and, States. And all the world problems. And all the other world problems. <laughs> but we'll get to that bridge when we get to it. Um, we hope to be here for you next E3, as we mm-hmm. have been for years and years and years. Um, if you want to give us your thoughts about E3, Tony, where can they find us? Goodnight.gg. Go there. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that, that's the whole thing. Good night, good night, go there. All right, that is everything we have for the show this week. Thank you for very much for tuning in with us. We had a blast during E3. We hope that you did too. Uh, again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. If you want to back us on Patreon, we're looking for topics to talk about. Um, seriously, guys, we're, we're sitting there like, hoping for something. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm big on this Wizards idea. I think we just watch Wizards. <laughs> I've been wanting to watch it for like a good couple like months now. Can you still watch Wizards anyway? And, and I don't know where. I haven't looked All right, that's everything we have that. for the show this week. Until next week, for Tony, this is James. Or James, this is Tony. And I'm Hector. Adventures, good night. And good game.